Andy wants to know what happens to shareholder or director loans when a business is sold. Hey there, I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the broadcast podcast YouTube channel where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things. I talk to interesting people and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe and let's get to it. So first of all, let's get some, let's get some terms out of the way. So when you own a business, we're, we're, only going to see these directors or shareholder loans in corporate entities. So we're talking about corporations um, and or, or some other kind of legal structure, depending on what country you're in, where the, the business is a separate legal entity, a separate person under the law from you as the owner. So that means that the corporation can enter into contracts, the corporation can be sued, etc., separately from you as the owner. Okay. So now that we've established that the corporation and you are two separate people, let's think about how a corporation gets the money it needs in order to do whatever it is it's going to do, especially a new one, right, when we're getting started. So as a separate legal person, the corporation could apply for a bank loan. But as a newborn person under the law um, with no income or track record of history of, of paying bills or no assets into its name, it's unlikely going to qualify. So as the as a corporation, you know, always looking for money, where's a likely source for obtaining money? Well, borrowing from the owner, right? So as an owner, I can put money into a corporation in one of two different ways. I can either put money into the equity of the corporation by buying shares and getting share certificates back, or I can loan money to the corporation. Um, why would I want to do a loan instead of putting in equity for shares, right? Well, I have money in the bank as an individual person that I've earned over the years from wages from jobs or from profits from other businesses I've had, and I've paid taxes on that money as I've earned it. So now it might be sitting in my bank account as after-tax dollars. If I go and invest into the shares of a business, I'm now making an investment, and if I want to get money back out later, I may have to sell those shares, which now opens me up to the possibility of capital gains or, or what have you, depending on the circumstances. The I made a great video once about should my company have 100 versus a million or a million shares, and we'll put a link to it in here. So if I want to take my after-tax dollars and put it in my business with the idea that I can then retrieve it tax-free in the future, the way to do it is a loan. So I take my after-tax money, I loan it to the corporation. Often these loans have no interest or anything like that. And then later I can pull the money back out. Now, if I ever did go and get a bank loan for this corporation, the banker understands that the share capital and the shareholder or director's loans is all basically my investment going in. So oftentimes the bank loan will have some sort of covenant with respect to the director's loan. So it might say that I'm not allowed to repay that loan to myself while the bank is owed money, or maybe when there's certain ratios on the balance sheet or what have you, covenants we call them. So when you're looking at a company, you can often find some interesting things on the balance sheet when you look at the debt section. You can find shareholder loans or director loans, which would be loans from the owners of the business into the business. You might also find uh, notations for things like loans from related parties. 
or due to related parties. This might mean that the owner of the company owns another corporation and that other corporation happens to have cash and made an intercompany loan to the one that you're looking at. And this is why the notes are so important because when you get into the notes of the financial statement, you can often see details as to the guarantees, covenants, et cetera, for each of these loans. Now, when you make a director's loan or a shareholder loan into a company, think about what you're doing. As an individual person, as the owner of the company, I own the shares of the company, and now I'm making a loan, which means I also own a debt to the company. That debt is an asset to me as an individual person, just like when you owe money on your Visa card, that credit card debt you have is an asset of the bank. It means that they get to earn interest, et cetera, from the fact that you owe money, okay? So when a business is sold, Andy's question is, what happens to the director's loans? Well, it all depends on the form of the sale. So in an asset sale, the buyer is buying the assets of the corporate entity that is the seller. So if I own the corporation, and let's say it's a lawn mowing company and it owns a lawnmower, the buyer comes along, he buys the lawnmower from my corporation. At the end of the transaction, my corporation has money in it. I still own that corporation. So if there is a shareholder loan in that corporation and there's a bunch of cash, now might be a good time for me to repay the shareholder loan to myself, allowing me to take money out of the company tax-free because it went in after tax, it comes out as after-tax dollars. And then if I'm going to, to wind up or collapse or remove the equity of the, of the company, et cetera, then I might face some kind of capital gains um, or other tax burdens based on what's going on in the company. And, and, and here's why you need a CPA to be part of your team when you are the seller of a business is because you have to understand the ramifications of all these different things. Now, if the format of the sale is a share sale, it means that I own the corporation and the buyer comes along and I'm going to sell the shares of the corporation to the buyer. And so they're going to take over this corporation and the ownership of the lawnmower never changes. Before the deal, it was owned by the corporation. After the deal, it's still owned by the same corporation. Okay. So what happens to the shareholder loan? Well, what happens to all the loans? Okay. In most share transactions, um, the seller doesn't want the buyer to take over the company with an intact balance sheet the way it is. Because as an owner of a corporation, as a small business, I may have signed personal guarantees on bank loans, for example. So a lot of the times when there's a share deal done, the deal will outline the condition of the balance sheet on the day of closing. And so often it might be based upon, say, a cash-free, debt-free basis, where Inventory, receivables, and payables are going to be included on the balance sheet on transfer day, but the cash is not and any long-term debts are not. And the buyer will do a leveraged buyout process. And I made a, a video about leveraged buyouts. We'll put a link to it here. Um, and so the buyer is going to be going to their own bank, perhaps, and looking at the assets of the corporation to create their own loans so that... I don't have a new person running the corporation with bank loans that I've personally guaranteed, right? Makes sense, right? So what happens to the shareholder loans? We There's one of two things. They can be treated just like bank loans and paid off in that leveraged buyout transaction. Or because the 
uh, loan that I've made to the corporation is an asset of mine, I could, instead of selling all of my shares to the, to the buyer for say $1 million, if there's a $100,000 shareholder loan, I could sell him the shares for $900,000 and have the debt included. And so the corporation still owns owes that debt, but I could sell that debt note to the buyer. So now the corporation owes the money to the buyer, right? Now, that might entail, um, you know, certain tax implications for me as the seller. This is why you need a CPA to be part of your team to help explain the different advantages, disadvantages of each of these different things. And a lot of it is going to have to do with whether or not there may be capital gains based on the sale of the shares. These could be some of the ways that you inventively create to avoid some of those taxes. Some of the other things that happen uh, is that the buyer will pay less for the shares, but employ the seller in some capacity. Maybe there's a consulting agreement. Maybe there's money given in exchange for non-compete uh, non consideration, et cetera. The rules about this stuff vary by jurisdiction. So it depends what country you're in and your local tax advisor is going to be able to let you know uh, based on whatever the rules are, wherever you happen to be. This is a great question, Andy. And I want to thank you so much for sending it in. I want to remind everyone, please send in your questions. And if you are out there looking to buy a business, make sure that you head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com where you can learn how to successfully and uh, buy a business in a risk-reduced way. And with that, we'll see you later. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me, learn how I work with my clients. You can learn about my books, courses that I prepared for you. You can also find out all about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest.